The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today. 1978, Part 4. Mend These Broken Wings. In this episode, we'll cover May 1st through July 31st. saw John and Yoko notifying the FBI that since their last extortion letter from the Fallen on March 21st, they have not received any additional contact from them. The Lennons also advised the FBI that they will be traveling for the next several months and their secretary will monitor this issue and will contact the New York office of the FBI if any more letters are received.
John also records another mind movie. I like to think that now, this time of year, we can bring in a more broader, you know, something bigger and better. And this year we've got for you, straight from Havana, Cuba. We've got a swinging little trio, bass maracas and bass. Each one of them are going to do their utty to entertain you in that inimitable Latin American way. In down Cuba, we get many bananas. We get the coffee too. We don't have many cigars, cause we've sold them all. The Patrizzo Tamore. I can press on the message, and I keep it my nerve. I remember it's near it, and I used to meet you. On May 3rd, George Harrison's father, Harold, passes away at age 68 in Warrington, Cheshire, England. George later reveals that the night before his father's death, he had a dream of his father bidding him farewell. Also on May 3rd in upstate New York, Lennon's recently purchased farmland in Franklin Township explodes into flames, completely demolishing a barn, garage, and tool shed. No one was hurt in the blaze. Meanwhile, at McCartney's home studio in the UK, Paul, using multiple tracking, records a solo demo playing all the instruments. Oh, 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 oh. 
For the past few months, McCartney auditioned musicians to repair the broken wings. Frustrated with the Wings musical chairs game, Paul rethinks his band's strategy. It need to be too tight a thing for me these days. You know, I, I can just work with people and I don't mind. I can still call it Wings. So I suppose that's what's kept it going. Just I want some outlet for my songs, you know, and I end up doing it with the group. And there's Jenny, me and Linda who are still sort of original members. And um, we just work with whoever we think's good, you know. And maybe if we do a thing after this album and play live, it doesn't need to be something that goes for 20 years, you know, I don't mind a loose lineup that kind of breaks up after a few months. But Paul's luck was again about to change. A 26-year-old guitarist from Stepney, East London, named Lawrence Juber, was brought to Paul's attention by fellow Wings member Denny Lane. Denny had been talking about Lawrence and he said he was a fair old guitar player. Here Lawrence explains teaming up with Denny Lane. Well, I was doing studio work in London and I was working on a TV show and Denny was uh, a guest artist and uh, I still get a percentage on. of this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was we, we got on fine you know I was backing him up in the group and he asked me to come down and have a play with the rest of the band so I did and it seemed to work out and here I am. Lawrence is asked if he had to audition for the role. Not really uh, I got a phone call saying, can you come down and play? And I wasn't really expecting anything to come out of it. And uh, we just played some rock and roll tunes.
I'm yeah. glad they never asked me to play any wings tunes because I couldn't <laughs> anyway. Paul McCartney. So like Lawrence said, we, we had him come down to the basement where we work and we played with him. And even though he doesn't know it, it was an audition. <laughs> Paul liked what he heard and asked him to join. Pretty much tell by watching how he plays, whether he can cover stuff or not. And he's very versatile and it felt good. So that was it. So on May 5th, Lawrence Stuber arrived for his first wing session at RAK Studios near Regent's Park in London. He and the band worked on the song titled, Same Time, Next Year. the song for a solid two days, adding a 68-piece string orchestra on May 6th, led by Irish musician and composer Fiuca Trench. Sitting in on drums was Steve Holly. Steve had become more and more available at this time. Although not an official member of the group, 
Steve can be also seen playing drums on the upcoming promotional film, With a Little Luck. Here Steve talks about how he got involved with Paul and Linda. And then Denny Lane happened to move into my little village just outside of Shepparton in the southwest of uh, London suburb. And we met over a couple of beers somewhere in a pub. Somebody told me he'd moved into this town. And, I, and it's, again, one of those situations. And uh, uh, he said, uh, I just bought... Uh, I said, oh, yeah, I know, I love that house. It was, I think it, was, it used to belong to A.A. A. Milne, who wrote Winnie the Pooh for a little back. It's called yeah. Laydham Village. And so then he bought this house, and it's my stomping ground as a kid, you know, just off the banks of the River Thames. And he said, I'm having a party on Friday, a housewarming party, if you want to come by. I said, sure. And he knew I played drums, but I, we hadn't talked about anything that I'd, I'd done. So I walk into the party early, and he's got a music room, and Paul's playing bass, and Linda's sitting at the piano, and Danny's playing guitar, and there's a drum kit, and there's nobody behind it. And I went, and he went, you know, so I just sat down and started playing, and it was great fun. And I thought, I can't My believe goodness. this, I'm sitting here. Uh, literally, and then some other people started to arrive, and, and Paul Linda just kind of, see you later, Danny, you know, nice house, but she took off. And the next day, the farmer said, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's McCartney, you know, just called the house, got the number from Denny. And uh, so that's how I ended up getting the gig with Wings. With officially having Steve join the band, McCartney is now eyeing up another album and tour. In the UK and America, the promotional video for With a Little Luck by Wings is shown. We have a time on them, but they are there, finally. Paul McCartney and his Wings, With a Little Luck. With a little luck, we can help it out. We can make this whole damn Just me and you And a little love 
On May 7th, traveling to Miami, Florida, John, Yoko, and Sean charter a private jet to the Grand Cayman Islands in the Caribbean for an extended tropical holiday. On May 19th, John's ex-wife Cynthia was encouraged by her third husband, John Twist, to write her memoirs. Around this time, John Twist and I went to live in Ireland for a year. He had persuaded me to go so that I could write a book about my life, and we found a cottage in a small village, Kilmacanock in County Wicklow. A publisher was interested and I went ahead. I was reluctant to delve deep at that stage, and it was a superficial, lightweight book. I think John Twist believed it would make our fortune, but all it did was provoke fury in John and Yoko. The News of the World published a lurid story announcing its publication, and alongside it they ran pictures of John and Yoko. Fearing some huge expose, John and Yoko tried to get the book stopped. They failed because I wasn't exposing anything. Far from it. I was so concerned for Julian's welfare that I had deliberately avoided putting in anything that might offend them. But the threat of litigation was once again in the air. While we lived in Ireland, Julian boarded at Rhythm School. He'd been reluctant to do so and had left me countless notes around the house beforehand saying, don't make me do this. I promised that if he didn't like it, I'd come straight back. But he loved it and had a very happy year.
Over in Cannes, France, animation artist Ian Ames, along with musician Linda McCartney, enter their work titled The Oriental Nightfish into the Cannes Film Festival short film category. Although the animation was groundbreaking in color and transition, it fails to take first place. The festival continues until May 30th. Back in the States at the Bearsville studio in Woodstock, New York, the Rolling Stones rehearse for their upcoming tour to promote their new album, Some Girls, scheduled to be released in a couple of weeks. As the Stones rehearsed, Lennon, Yoko, and Sean flew back to New York on June 1st after having spent three weeks in the Cayman Islands. June 1st was also Rolling Stone member Ron Wood's 31st birthday, and the Stones are throwing him a party at the Plaza Hotel in New York City. (laughs) 
the Lennons were invited to the party and John was happy to attend. And to help him celebrate, John brought a vintage bottle of scotch. According to Ronnie Wood, when John and Yoko arrived, Lennon greeted him with a bottle of scotch, while Yoko brought what seemed to be a bit of knitting. When they all sat down together to enjoy the scotch, John turned to Yoko and said cheekingly, Bullocks, get on with your knitting. Then John turned to Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards, and while clapping his hands together, asked him, Well, what's the drug of the day? And with that, Keith's face lit up and said, Smack! And then their night began. Due to the disruption to the other guests, the party had to relocate to the Atlantic Studios at Broadway and 60th Street. Ron Wood later recalled, When we arrived at the studio, we all gathered round a piano and started singing, singing various Motown soul songs and early Beatles stuff. We were all singing, harmonizing, and passing the lead singing ball around. We got through a few songs when Lennon laid down on the floor and started to sweat. He mumbled something about going to sleep, and he did right there on the floor, in the middle of the session. He had to be carried out, and Yoko followed us out. She was still knitting. While John was recovering at home in New York, George Harrison and Olivia Aris, who is expecting the couple's first baby, fly to Madrid, Spain from Heathrow Airport on June 2nd for a three-day holiday. A few days later and a wee bit rested, John, Yoko, and Sean flew to Tokyo, Japan on June 5th to spend another summer in Yoko's homeland and visit with her relatives. A week later on June 12th, Capitol Records in America released the single I've Had Enough by Wings. Well, I've had 
you just come along to me because you know The single reaches number 25 on the U.S. Billboard charts, number 24 in Canada, and number 42 in the U.K. Over in London on June 19th, 60 Wings Fun Club members are invited to assist with miscellaneous audio clapping to be inserted to the Wings film project, Wings Over America. It was held at the Wembley Music Center. The fans are disappointed to learn that the McCartneys are in America attending the Rolling Stones concert in New York's Palladium on the same day. The McCartneys return to their home in Scotland on the 21st, and over the next several days, Paul records a few demos at Ranichin Studios in his Campbellton home.
idea to get his kids involved with music. Paul McCartney. I remember one time uh, we were having breakfast and I said, let's all try and make a track today, shall we? And uh, Heather, my eldest daughter, uh, was into punk at the time and she made up one called SMA, which was actually the name of the baby's milk formula at the time. And she just read the lyrics off the can. On June 29th, Paul assembles his new wings at his Spirit of Ranichin Studios at his home in Scotland to begin recording their next album.
Paul worked his band with material for the new Wings album. Halfway around the world, John was traveling with his family outside of Tokyo, Japan. On July 3rd, John and Yoko, along with Sean and Sean's nanny, Misako, traveled to the town of Hakone. Hakone, in Japan's Fuji Hakone Aizu National Park, is about 50 miles west of Tokyo, and it's known for its hot springs resorts and spectacular views of Mount Fuji. The Lennons spent a few days at the Fujiwa Hotel before traveling to the base of Mount Fuji, where on July 5th, they stayed in the village of Lake Kawaguchi at the Fuji View Hotel. On July 6th, Portrait Records in America released the single Hard on My Sleeve by Ringo Starr. It is taken from his LP Bad Boy. Shut up. 
The next day, on July 7th, Ringo celebrates his 38th birthday. After the party, Ringo books studio time in Copenhagen towards the end of July. Now you can count on me, I'll be there, you'll see, on the stage of the Carnegie Hall, when the house lights go down. That's when I'll come on Cause I'm a man And I'm really quite small Cause a man like me Belongs to the world And the world is a great place to be And a man like me Just Back in Scotland on July 12th, recordings progress on the new Wings album.
A few days later, on July 15th, Ringo and Nancy attend Bob Dylan's Blackbush concert in Surrey. The concert was held on an airfield attended by 200,000 fans. After the show, Ringo and Nancy flew off to France to do promotional films for the LP Bad Boy with Australian filmmaker Christian Topps. A few days later on July 21st, Polydor Records in the UK released the single Tonight by Ringo Starr. To promote the single, Christian Topps produced and directed a three-minute mini-film to be aired in the European media market. The next day, on July 22nd, 
Ringo and Nancy travel from France to the Sweet Silent Studios in Copenhagen, Denmark, where he begins recordings with musician, singer-songwriter Russ Ballard. involvement with Russ stems from a night at a party, asking if he would like to produce him for his next album, to which Russ answered yes. Then Russ remembers Ringo asking him, said to me, have you got any songs? I was writing and getting some hits because Three Dog Night had covered two of my songs, so I was earning, some, I was earning good money. It was a, I was able to sort of survive uh, doing that. Russ then asked Ringo, what type of songs are you looking for? Ringo said, hits. Russ then offered Ringo four songs to see how it goes. Working with Ringo.
Working with recording engineer David DeVore, Ballard and Starr ran through two more tracks. The final song offering was accompanied by the Copenhagen Philharmonic Orchestra, arranged by John Cameron. The song's lyrics were very emotional. It was a step away from his work with the band Argent. If you say something from the heart, other hearts realize it. You know, you write a song that does something to you that, you know, this is a funny thing, you know. People say, well, you can't be self-indulgent. If you're self-indulgent, no one's going to buy it because it's, it's, it's affecting you but no one else. But the fact is, the stuff I've done that's been from the heart, that I've written for me, that's given me tingles, 
is sold. You know, even when it's been negative, which is I don't believe in miracles, or winning for Santana, they have all written for me. Mm. Um, we all connected. don't have to say I see it on your face when tears fall they leave a trace I told myself it won't be long it's too bad
Russ Ballard sessions for Ringo's next album were surprisingly cancelled, along with further studio time that was booked at Compass Point Studios in the Bahamas. Coming up in a moment... George plans a book. And that's really it. I, me, and mine is all ego orientation. But um, it is something which is used all the time. No one's frightened of saying it. Everyone's playing it, coming on strong all the time. John plans a musical. Real love, take one. Paul hosts the third annual Buddy Holly Week. He's one of the most important men in America. He's going to change the future of a whole generation. His name is Buddy Holly. And Ringo makes a guest appearance on TV as the year 1978 comes to a close. But of course, we're bigger than the 60s. Next on Yesterday on Today. Or to contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time. Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts Yesterday and Today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. Wow. (laughs) And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the show's As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. You can head to our social media pages, that's facebook.com slash yesterdayandtodaypodcast or facebook.com slash thirdmen, or you could head to society Six dot com slash Kaminsky family podcast. That's society the number six dot com slash K A M I N S K I family podcasts. Yeah. Keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. <laughs> Guys, we need your help. <laughs> Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. Alright. Thank you, Dad. All right, we'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me.